0: Welcome to the Andrea K show. She's blonde, 5 foot 2 and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is. Andrea K. Friday night, say
1: woo! No, it ain't Friday night. At least not for most people who are out there working. Maybe it's Friday night if you're still on the government dole. There was a new report that came out today. That I, I, a record number of people quit their jobs because why work right when you can you know say hey I'll just uh, continue to be paid to stay at home or or if you're a certain uh, show producer who just decides you know what I think I'll, I think I'll take another long weekend I've already worked two days this week why have to work three right Welcome to tonight's Andrea K show great show for you guys tonight we've got uh, two of my favorite people uh, in government and that's um, two out of about five people that I like in government <laughs> on tonight's show elected officials anyway congressman andy biggs is back he's going to be here to weigh in on a couple of topics one of which involves the health and human services and some outrageous comments that he made we'll get into that tonight as well as he was on a couple weeks ago california state legislator kevin kiley was here He's been on many times in the past. He's he's a young dude that just really took it to, to Gavin Newsom in this past year, more than anybody has, with with various lawsuits and and pushbacks from him. And I asked him last time he was here if he was going to run for governor because there was some buzz. Well, he has officially announced that he will be joining the rest of those running for governor in this year's recall. So he's going to be here at the bottom half of the hour. Glad to have you guys here with us tonight for that. 888-344-1170. Here's the question of the day for you guys. Tupron. I always give you guys a couple of choices on the on the, the question of the day. This dude from Health and Human Services says government absolutely has a right to know. What are you all laughing about this going door to door? The government has a right to know. Whether or not you've gotten the, the China jab. Do you think that the government has a right to know? I'll get into his reasoning in a moment, but that's one option for you to call in. Another option for you to call in is we are about to officially after 20 years almost on the exact anniversary of nine eleven, to hand Afghanistan, a little handoff, around the time of the Olympics, right, where they do like the track and field, the little handoff of the baton. Yeah, the U.S. military is about to hand off that baton to the Taliban 20 years later. You know, I'm the daughter of two Marines, you know how, how much I love the U.S. military. Can we give an objective review of this? Tell me what you think. What did, what did we, 20 years in Afghanistan... A lot of lost treasure and lives and blood and anguish if you were to do a ben franklin pros and cons did we get what did what did we get more out of it than we lost what did we win there 8883441170 got to bring in my man here see what he thinks it's none other than the man who's celebrating tonight is his Friday. It's DJ Potato Skins. Woo! It's Friday night.
0: I think they might have left <laughs> Skin. DJ
2: Skins. DJ Potato Skins.
0: Off the manifesto, but it'll be back. Winning, winning, winning.
2: Yeah, it'll be back Tuesday because I'm taking off after today, Andrea.
0: Okay. Uh- but yeah,
2: to answer your two questions, uh, so much blood spilled in Afghanistan and... Uh, y- y- it's we shouldn't be leaving we should we need to continue to have a presence there otherwise all of the lives that have been lost mean absolutely nothing
1: I don't know that continuing to stay there. I, I, let's talk more about this later on in the show. Um, it's that's something for you to ponder as part of the question for our listeners. We're going to d- save this for the last block of I the can show. The,
2: your first question, then.
1: Okay. Um, I don't even remember the second. Uh, the, uh, oh, okay. about uh, the government knocking vaccine. on the door. Yeah. Okay. Does uh, the government have the knocking right at to my
2: it? door? I don't care what their reasoning is. They better not get too close. I'm shutting it on their face. Okay. That they, doesn't they answer- have no business knowing.
1: Okay. That answers. That was the question. Is Does the government have a right to know the other other part, which we're going to get into more about Afghanistan is at the tail end of the show, whether or not And this is an opportunity to ponder and as well as ponder what Skins just said. If we're going to if we went there, we need to stay. Do you think so? Do we need to cut our losses? And and mainly and what did we win being there? All right. So this dude from Health and Human Services says that the reason why the government absolutely has a right to know is because the government has spent uh, trillions of dollars.
2: Uh, quote, to keep you alive. Guess what? Did we ask them to? Uh,
1: yeah, that, you know, um, first and foremost, not only did we not ask, um, but these trillions that were spent were spent by the taxpayers. This dude's acting like, hey, I did you a favor. Like he covered some cost or something, and now we owe him. That's my right? money, man. It, we're, it's U.S. taxpayers' money. And even worse, it's got to be paid back by the U.S. taxpayers because it's actually debt that was borrowed and we're already $20 trillion in debt and not only that but these same taxpayers that are footing the bill for this are the same taxpayers whose lives were completely destroyed because you communists around the country decided on the phony guise of public health that you were going to seize control of businesses take people's jobs away from them keep kids have to destroy other people's professional lives because you shut down schools when kids don't get it and don't give it forcing people to have to give up their jobs unnecessarily to stay at home with their kids because they couldn't even bring in babysitters because the babysitter and healthy people were quarantined. And I don't care even if you did fund that money out of your own pocket, it doesn't give you the right to have power over me because I didn't ask for it. And it's not the gover- and it's never the government's job anyway to quote, keep me alive, right? Every, everything in that statement that he made tells you everything that you need to know about this movement, about coronavirus. This was all about a, a, a blatant, communistic power grab
2: It was very telling.
1: Absolutely telling. Then he goes on to say, to make even matters worse, that uh, so we have a right to know whether or not you've gotten the jab. and, And it's the government's job to, quote, make sure that you can pursue prosperity and ensure that Americans can freely interact. Again, think about what he was saying there. The U.S. Constitution, our Declaration of Independence, our Bill of Rights talks about that we have the right
2: Individual,
1: individual right to freely pursue life, liberty and happiness. That's never the government's role to get involved in any of that. And shame on any of you conservatives. out This makes me so angry because there were people and Trump should have never signed on with this. Trump should have never signed on to these these lockdowns in the first place. He should have never handed the keys to the liquor cabinet to Fauci over this. Because it was a blade, the, the excuse that Ronald Reagan talked about in 1964, when he said that the way that the so, socialists would gain control of the of the United States was through a healthcare system, and there's a variety of different ways you can go through the healthcare system. The, going through uh, seizing it through the healthcare system is more than just an insurance policy like Obamacare; it's through public health. This was the excuse that they needed, and now we we have, and and then on top of it. So we got that going on. Then we find out today, oh, like it's a coincidence, that Pfizer is now saying, before I even get into that, Fauci um, gets angry in an interview. Um, Oh, even before I get into Fauci, if we had honest journalists in this country who actually cared about our rights, you know, the left likes to say your body, your choice. The woman interviewing this man from Health and Human Services, she would have said, oh, the government has a right to know something that private. Have you ever smoked crack? You ever injected yourself with heroin? Are you married to a woman? Have you cheated on her? While you were married to that woman, did you smoke crack and go into a public restroom and get it on with a man, and then not tell her? What'd you eat for lunch? This is a gross, despicable abuse of power. So, Fauci, when he was asked about, you know, what what, what do we do with all these people, right, that haven't gotten jabbed yet? He's like, well, they just need to get over it that, you know, this is a political statement they're making and they just need to get over it to try to save the lives of themselves and their family. Tell that to the family of the 13 year old who died in his sleep and an autopsy was done and revealed that, yes, in fact, it was because of the, quote, vaccination. That he had an enlarged heart. And by the way, I'm not going to continue to refer to it as a vaccination because it's not because a, a vaccination means that you don't that you don't that you're protected and you don't get it right you don't get it you're, you're protected uh, from getting it so then why do we got Pfizer coming out today so we got Pfizer coming out today saying uh, you know what the the immunity from the first go round of shots is waning so now we're in the process of getting uh, uh, of getting uh a third booster approved We need to be pushing back. We need we need the entire Republican. You know what? I. I why am I even saying that? We're not going to have any Republicans pushing back against this. We've got Republicans running for governor here saying, you know, uh, and, and Republicans saying, well, yeah, uh, yeah, we got to get the vaccines and the vaccinations going. We've got conservatives today saying the reason why people don't trust Fauci on on the shots is because he's had a muddled, muddled muddied message along the way. No, his message was muddied along the way because he's a liar. Whether he was talking about masks, whether he was lying and denying people treatments that would save lives, and killing Americans by denying hydroxychloroquine, and now referring to these shots as facts, he's a liar. That's the issue. I'm. At, I need to take a break in a moment and go to uh, Congressman Andy Biggs, but I guess we've got a caller on the line. Do we have time to take him quickly? Jed uh, from San Diego, welcome to the Andrea K Show.
3: Hello, Andrea. Hi. I'm listening, to Scott. I'm listening to this conversation, this back and forth about the government
4: coming to bang on your door and ask about your health, health care status and everything. The reason the government can't do that is because Article 9 of the Constitution says that only those things enumerated in the Constitution are for the government to do. Anything that's not stated there, specifically enumerated, is not within the government's purview. And unless there's been an amendment to the Constitution, that's an illegal act. Now, there may be some left-wing judge that would tell you, you know, well, there's my court cases and we have these departments, all the rest of stuff, but that's the bottom line. The government can't come knocking on your door and, and crying into your health records Well, and, and
1: right, that's a great comment. I'm going to have to leave it there before I go, though. I I got to follow up and say it also ties into, I believe, article four of search and seizure that your home is supposed to be a such a protected area. That's one of the reasons why they made search and seizure uh, to be something so important to our due process, uh, because your home is supposed to actually have a a protected status area in your life in regards to um, you being protected and them not being allowed to intervene and intrude into your your personal space in your home. Jed, thank you so much for calling in. Sorry if I'm talking so quickly. Got so much to cram in tonight. We got to take a break so we can bring in Congressman Biggs. I'm going to get him to weigh in on this outrageous statement by Homeland Security, as well as talk, give you guys an update on the border crisis, the invasion that's happening that suddenly, magically, nobody's talking about anymore. Well, we will on the other side of the break.
0: Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, Kay, spelled K A Y E. Andrea K, telling you like it is, all while
2: eating a donut too. It's the Andrea K Show on the Answer San Diego.
1: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. We got a crime problem across this country, all across the this country from. The scourge that is the domestic terrorism of Black Lives Matter and Antifa burning down everywhere. We've also got an invasion at at our southern border, which we're going to talk about in a moment with Congressman Andy Biggs, but also rise of hate crimes against Asian-Americans. And in the middle of all this defund police stuff that's going on, which is just absolute insanity, um, you know, I like to support back the blue. But then I see this police department district tweet today that they're handing out yellow whistles to Asian people. People as a symbol against Asian crime, you know, to, uh, are now police departments now becoming so woke, like our military, that I, I'm not even going to be able to back them anymore. It's absolute craziness. For and we have very few people in our government actually bringing any any same thought to what is going on in this country there are very few i think at the open of the show i said there's about five two of which were coming on tonight congressman andy biggs and california state Legislature kevin kiley who's decided to finally to run for governor thank thank goodness he's going to be on in a few moments but now i got to bring in my favorite congressman andy biggs is back on the andrea kay show hello my dear
3: Hi, Andrea. It's great to be with you.
1: Thank you. Okay, before, be you. thank you. Um, now, I've invited you on to talk about immigration because you've got your, you know, suddenly nobody's talking about that anymore as though this crisis has gone away at the southern border. Um, you actually have been involved in that in the past couple of days. I brought you on to talk about that. Before we do, I got to get you to weigh in on one of the hot topics of the day, which is this health and human services dude coming on, uh, going on TV saying the government absolutely has a right to know whether or not you've gotten the, this uh, China jab shot. And uh, so we're going to come and get that information. And the the justification is because they've spent trillions of dollars uh, to keep us alive. Anything you want to say about this story?
3: Well, uh, Secretary Basera is wrong. There is no right. Um, when I look at the Constitution, I don't look at the Constitution and say, uh, I can do everything unless it's prohibited in there. What I look at and say, I can only act in, by, the, by the powers given to me in the Constitution. That's really the enumerated powers clause. But, but the, the bottom line is the federal government has no authority to go out and knock door to door to find out if, you, if you've had the, the, uh, the shot or not. Here's the, here's the deal. It, it's, it's actually more insidious than that. and and this is what um, I'm I'm working with my colleagues in the Freedom Caucus uh, trying to address the administration on this is do you mean to tell me that you have a database already Mm -hmm. do you have a database and if you do Who's supplying the information on that database? How does that comply with the HIPAA law? For Pete's sakes, what what authority do they have to give you that information, and what authority do you have to gather and accumulate that information and then act upon that information? All of those speak to um, a, a violation of the Constitution. And you mentioned it earlier, uh, a Fourth Amendment right. So, so you you're telling me that you're going to arrogate or, or grab uh, and centralize a bunch of data on American citizens, and then you're going to act upon that database. Um I kind of believe that's a, a fourth amendment uh violation, uh perhaps a fifth amendment certainly uh as it violates there's no authority in the Constitution, so it's just a, a generic uh lack of authority. So so there's ways to get at this, but I will tell you what will will drive the Biden administration uh uh to re- rescind this. And and they've done this before, and that's a critical mass of the American people rising up and saying no, you have no authority. Look at look what's happening in the CRT. You have school districts that are, that, that are being actually um, – uh, uh, there's, there's protest by, cons- by not just conservatives, but middle-of-the-roaders and moderates and even liberals going, saying, this is not what we pay you to teach. So when the American people get riled up, they get a critical mass, this administration, I believe – will we'll back down. They have to back down because there's no authority for them to do it anyway, but I mean we all need to step up together um, and I, I can tell you that Freedom Caucus, we're working on this as we speak. I've got I've got uh, documentation and information going out to my members right now.
1: Well, and, uh, and I'm glad you brought up uh, the, uh, the culling of data and, and where they're getting this information from. And I'm hoping that it's going to involve possibly an investigation into are there corporations, are there medical. Like, for example, I, I have a portal with Scripps Health. Does it, 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 are, are, there, are there actual medical organizations and institutions and medical groups that are actually violating their own HIPAA laws in, in working with the government? Is it, is it involving big tech who's compiling this? Where are they getting this data? And possibly there might be lawsuits down the road. The Americans need to get it, get involved and start screaming about it and then also maybe have some lawsuits filed. Um, and, and yeah, and I'm glad you also brought up all the people that the middle of the road, Democrats, independents, even Republicans all joining together and pushing back at these local school boards against the racism, the systemic racism in our schools. And that is a blueprint for us. And it gives us hope and tells you, you know what, you can use your voice and we can band together. Together at the local level and and actually have an effect on what's going on um. Getting back to the border, it's nobody's talking about it anymore. There was a lot of pressure, a lot of people pushing back and saying to the Biden administration, where is Kamala, the czar? How come she's not going to the border? And um, there was a, a lot of focus on the border. A lot of people in media, conservatives going to the border. Nobody's talking about it anymore. You're the only one that I know of in the government's can even continue to talk about it. Update everybody on defunding the Border Patrol movement. What's going on with ICE and detentions and the invasion that is going on in our southern border?
3: Okay. So there's a lot to unpack. I'll do it as fast as I can. First of all, this administration, um, they this is exactly what they want. They want an open border. So this is willful. Second thing, uh, people like Rashid Talib who want to defund ICE and eliminate the Border Patrol, uh, Customs and Border Patrol, that's the mindset that they have. They want to erase the border because they don't like the united states of america they don't like us as a nation and so that's that's what you're why you're seeing what you're seeing. what's happening on the border is you're still getting between three and four thousand people a day a day a wow. day just in the rio grande valley you have had in in the tucson sector alone which is about 80 miles of linear border in arizona you have over ninety thousand. This is uh, as of yesterday. This is the data we I got yesterday talking to to my friends in the agency. Over ninety thousand known getaways just in that sector alone.
1: Ninety? I did got, you, wait? Excuse I me. Got, did you say ninety thousand?
3: This year alone. Yes, that's right. And and the the number the total number is over two hundred forty thousand for the entire border. The number one known get and that's known getaways. The unknown getaways. Um, the estimate is twice that. So that would be, you know, uh, roughly six to seven hundred fifty thousand unknown getaways or total getaways, total getaways, unknown and unknown. You add that, Andrea, to the last three months of, of, of uh, people surrendering or being apprehended at the border, and that's about five hundred and forty thousand. So you are oh, well over a million people have, have either been caught or have gotten away in this country. And many of those people who we've caught, this administration has released into the interior, including violent criminals, mm-hmm. people we know to be violent criminals. They're not doing the testing. Uh, they want to rap on your door. And, and say, if you've got a vaccine, but they're not demanding and enforcing vaccines for people who are illegally entering the country before they disperse them throughout the country. That is that is the outrage I sense and feel every time I, uh, which is multiple times a day, work on these immigration issues. And there's not there's not the left stream media. They say, oh, yeah, the box has been checked. Kamala went to the border. We're done. Yeah, But uh, but the American people know, we know what's happening and we got to keep getting the word out there.
1: Well, yeah, well, she didn't even really go to the border. I mean, uh, so, uh, somebody said yeah. recently that she might as well have gone to a Chi Chi's in Canada uh, Mexican restaurant because <laughs> that's uh, that's how close to the actual border she was. Um, but it, it, it's almost as though there's such a shock and awe of of. Horrible conditions of what is going on to the country since the Biden administration took over. That the, you know, and, and we're also, our attention spans are so gnat like as Americans now that, uh, we've, you know, people have just kind of already moved on and just completely ignoring this invasion that is going on in our our country. And it's like uh, Trump said back in 2015, they're sending, and yes, there we've got gangs and, and bad governments around the world that are sending the bad dudes here. This is involving MS13 gangs, child traffickers. There was an image that came out from the Rio Grande River area. Was with a dude with like a semi-automatic rifle just wading across the river that uh, that a family member took a picture of, right? And so while they're also telling you knock it on your door for, for to get you to take the jab, they're also coming up with different ways in which to take your guns away from you. While we got illegals and MS13 gang members bringing them across from the southern border, and there's uh, other than you and a few people in Congress, nobody's really. Even talking about this anymore How can we I, You know I brought you on To get the word out But this is another issue That we as Americans Need to put put our focus on But you know We can't Unlike school boards Where we can go At the local level How can we Make change And push back On the border issue As American citizens
3: Well that's a great question It has to be again Critical mass You, you have to let Every member of Congress Your members of Congress Every one of them has to hear how important this issue is and that they understand it. Um, And then the white house, we we need to clog their their uh, phone lines and yeah. their email. We need to shut them down with just a movement of Americans saying no more. But because Andrea, it is it, you you hit it right. It isn't just the border. It isn't just the defund police and all the crime that's going on with it. It isn't the radical CRT only. It's that you've got all of that and more going on. We are now weak with in the international world, mm-hmm. and the the reality is. It all boils down to the erosion of the rule of law. Yes. And the Democrats, since in the last six months, they have managed to just basically pull the plug. We saw it in Congress. That's why you have a president that gets impeached twice on bogus charges, including including when the, the guy that they brought on to investigate, not not they being President Trump, but the Democrats brought on to investigate when he says there was no Russian collusion and they still say there was Russian collusion and they didn't teach him it's a violation of the rule of law and that's what's going on and that I have to tell you for us to be a free republic you have to have the rule of law where everybody is subject to the same laws same treatment. So you don't take people who wandered into the White House, and, or excuse me, the Capitol on January 6th. There were some bad eggs there and some bad people there. But there were a lot of people, even Christopher Ray admitted this, that basically had technical violations for trespassing. They should not be locked away uh, for month after month while you were turning people loose for trying to burn down a federal courthouse in Portland, exactly. Oregon, every day. Um, and with people in it. We all yes. call that... Uh, We used to call that attempted murder. When I practiced law, that would have been attempted murder. You got people and we're going to like the building on fire. we know you're in there. We're trying to drive you up. And guess what? That rule of law is the essence of what allows us to have freedom. And Mm -hmm. it's a respect for each other. It's a respect for the law. We learn to treat each other well and and it's, it's gone. And so if we're going to change what's going on the border, we need to be loud and repeat this thing over and over again to your members of Congress and to your to this president. And I'll tell you the, what else: we've got to get our governors and our state legislatures to get involved as well. The state attorneys generals they need to be filing the lawsuits against the just like the the Texas uh, uh, Paxton is filing the lawsuit uh, uh, because of what's going on. The sheriffs that are uh, on the on the border districts, uh, border counties, they're filing lawsuit. We have to litigate them as much as they litigated us. We have to... I'm just gonna. I hate to say it this way. We have to find the right judges the way they found the right judges because it just takes one district judge mm-hmm. to, uh, to to get a, a national nationwide injunction in place. That will help us. There's so much to talk about, Andrea, because it's it's a it's a bollocks mess right now because yeah. of, of uh, our, our lack of leadership at the White House.
1: Well, I thank you for for your uh, all your efforts uh, to to address all the different issues that you just talked about, and I'm glad you brought up that you know too many at the local level from governors and sheriffs and beyond states uh ags say oh it's the federal government dealing with the border there's nothing we can do and that's not true in fact coming up after you i've got my favorite california state legislator kevin kiley who's announced he's going to run for governor and that's going to be one of my questions for him and you'd like him if you haven't met him already because he's kind of like you um but at the local level so uh andy biggs my favorite congressman thank you for being here appreciate you
3: thank you thanks andrea let's do donuts Oh, yes. Donuts.
1: Anytime, my dear. All right. Have a great night.
3: <laughs> all right. You Thank too. you. Thanks.
1: All right. And y'all stay tuned because Kevin Kylie will be here on the other side of the break to talk about his run for governor. And there's also a little whisper about somebody else who might be running. We'll talk about all of it on the other side of the break.
0: Andrea Kay. Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Kay. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea K, Kay, the donut queen of San Diego. It's
2: the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego.
1: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Continuing our theme of having the good guys uh, as elected officials on my show couple of the handful of those that I think are actually doing a good job and actually uh, care about truly doing the right thing for their citizens is Kevin Kiley. He's a California state legislator. He's been on my show quite a few times. The last time he was on is because I was hearing whispers and rumors that he was going to be one of the 925 people throwing his hat in the ring for governor. Um, Of course, we know that there's really only about two or three with any name recognition or any experience or capabilities to actually be in, in true running for for governorship, And he said, well, if I do officially run, I promise I will come on your show and discuss. And true to his word is none other than Kevin Kylie himself back on The Andrea K Show. Hi, Kevin Kiley. Welcome back.
4: Hey, thanks for having me, Andrea. hope you're doing well. And uh, yeah, it's been, uh, you know... Exciting
1: couple days here. Well, um, exciting for us, too, because, you know, this was something that we were we were hoping for. And, you know, I don't typically endorse anybody. I don't typically I don't endorse in primaries at all. Um, I joke about a lot of people running. Um, but the reality is I like the, that uh, I support anybody that decides to run for office at any level because we need to get active. It's an incredibly grueling, difficult thing to do. We need more good people who have true good intentions and are true conservatives to do so. In this case, this has actually made a lot of people think that this is not just an exercise of a recall, that there's actually a chance that he will, be, that Newsom will be recalled and that we could actually have somebody with your experience, your true conservative bona fides actually take over as governor. And it's very exciting. So now we got to get into the deets of it. Um, yeah, like, thank you very much for
2: that.
1: yeah, like, what are you going to do now recently? In, um there was a San Diego Republican Uh, county, uh, San Diego Republican uh, county officials here had a second gubernatorial forum for candidates running and Caitlyn Jenner was here and I interviewed all the candidates and I said I'm going to ask you all the same questions because that's how I think we highlight the differences in the candidates and I said I want to stipulate that all Republicans running have varying versions of all lower taxation and low regulations. What I think is varying and different is those that actually see understand the 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 evil threat that is the cultural Marxist movement that appears as social justice warrior causes. But it's really an economic movement of Marxism, critical race theory, LBGTQ, the coronavirus shutdowns. And those are the areas I want to focus on. Tell me what you will do, if anything, to stop critical race theory being taught in schools.
4: Well, I mean, I uh, spoke against uh, the bill to mandate it in our high schools that uh, recently passed the state assembly. I actually gave the only speech in opposition, uh, if you can believe that. Um, But uh, it was uh, probably one of the most uh, impassioned speeches I've given just because I feel so strongly about how just fundamentally wrong, uh, this curriculum is and how it defies, you know, everything that an education is supposed to be about. And, uh, you know, what's interesting is that back before, you know, it became this sort of, uh, political, uh, thing that some, uh, want to push, uh, California, uh, was sort of ahead of the curve, if you will, uh, in that respect and pushed uh, a version of it a couple years ago. Um, but the curriculum that was released uh, was actually denounced across the political spectrum. Uh, the California legislative Jewish caucus, which is actually uh, Democrat legislators. Uh, they said that it echoed the propaganda of Nazi Germany. So mm-hmm. um, it just goes to show you that when people are looking at the, uh, the premise of CRT uh, objectively, you know, it is uh, something that that all reasonable people uh, would dismiss. And so that is absolutely something I will fight in every way that I can.
1: All right. Um, good answer. Yeah. Um- the real re- cause of this recall is the communistic cra- uh, controls and crackdowns of Gavin Newsom using corrupt public health a- as the excuse. He's even continued with this emergency order. Now we've got this, these uh, the, the fear mongering of the Delta variant. What will you do as governor to end a- a- and prevent any further masks, distancing, vaccine mandates um, at the individual and the employee level?
4: Well, I'll tell you what we're doing now. I mean, I introduced the bill to uh, outlaw vaccine passports, which is just uh, total madness. And, you know, Gavin Newsom said uh, that he wouldn't have a government system, but is now uh, actually already ceased what he calls a quote unquote verification system. Um, and then, you know, when it comes to masks. Uh, the fact is that Gavin Newsom was one of the only two governors in the country who ignored even the CDC's recommendation that we shouldn't be wearing masks anymore. At the state capitol, we're still required, still required to wear masks wow. all around, I mean, even though we're speaking on the floor. Dr. Fauci is, isn't even wearing a mask when he goes to testify in Congress. Yet California is so backwards; our legislators are so forced to wear them. But what's most outrageous is what's being done to our kids in yes. schools. You know, uh, there have been multiple studies now showing there's actually no benefit even in terms of containing the virus uh, to making kids wear masks. Of course, there was no benefit. In fact, it was counterproductive to keep them home from school in the first place. But California is now one of the only states that still has a mask mandate for kids at school. So I work with of parents in El Dorado County and we got the Board of Supervisors to pass a resolution we call the Healthy Kids Resolution, uh, you know, uh, urging the governor and the state to roll back this cruel mask mandate. And we're now seeing it take off in other counties as well.
1: Um, I I would I would like my governor to actually maybe sign an executive order that bans anybody uh, requiring from the federal level or demanding or sending somebody from the federal government to my door to knock on it about these vaccines. Anything you you would uh, be prepared to do to stop that?
4: Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, the governor has has issued so many executive orders that uh, that clearly defy, uh, you know, the what the the law in many ways. That's why we took him to court. That's why we sued him. That's why we won a trial against him. But I think that there would be a lot of the law could be done simply reversing his orders. You know, that's something that a new governor absolutely has the power to do uh, is to reverse Gavin Newsom's orders. And I do think uh, that where the law allows it, I would try to be as Uh, forward looking as possible in terms of 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 making sure that the very sort of things you're talking about aren't allowed to take hold in our communities
1: Uh, today um this isn't part of the reason for the recall but it's an example of newsom's idiocy he's talking about uh you know now i'm not trying to be totalitarian he's saying but i'm urging everybody to cut back on their water use so water is a big issue today what would you be doing about this water issue in california
4: well, the water issue is a totally, uh, you know, man-made uh, drought that we're now in. Uh, California has had this completely backwards water policy for quite a while, and it's been the same under Gavin Newsom, where, uh, you know, we have... Uh, failed to build uh, anywhere close to the, uh, the reservoirs and the other infrastructure that's needed in order to store uh, water when it falls. And we have, you know, ridiculous environmental, so-called environmental policies uh, that lead uh, water to not be available for, for productive use. Uh, and so, you know, and then we act like we're shocked when it's, it stops raining, you know, even though droughts are utterly predictable. And so I've actually been working on um, a real w- water storage measure to actually get us to the point where we wouldn't be in this constant cycle of, of you know, of droughts. But Then, you know, you have the governor saying, uh, you need to stop using water in your home, even though that doesn't even contribute much. It hardly moves the needle right. in terms of the overall water usage. It's uh, it is. I mean, did he actually say that I'm not trying to be totalitarian? I didn't yes, he that. actually said that. that. Yeah, this that's, is the- uh, that's pretty crazy because it is, you know, a very, very, um, uh, you know, <laughs> a frightening proposition when you take something that is essential to life in so many ways. Uh, Like water and say that because the government has failed to do its job of creating adequate storage to take advantage of the bounty that nature gives us, the government is now going to order you uh, around and tell you how you have to live your life uh, and, you know, uh, and ration uh, what is a, a, a necessity of life. Um, it's very it, it's absolutely uh, another example of our government doing things exactly backwards.
1: Well, well, it's another example of, of just continuation of totalitarianism, authoritarianism, uh, communism, pick yourism, because, you know, everything about our lives were rationed. We quarantined healthy people mm-hmm. and locked them in their homes. We rationed right. education. Food was being rationed to us because they uh, because the, the shutting down a three trillion dollar economy nationally and then across California led to. Uh, Shortages on toilet paper and beyond. And we had a governor here who bragged that he had the state on a dimmer switch that he could move it up and down. And, you know, one of the things that I've been concerned about with those running for governors that you're one of the few people that's actually willing to call that that type of activity out. So many running for governor running for so many running as a Republican, whether it's at the state level, governor level, Congress, they just want to talk about lower taxation regulation. They want to talk about the easy stuff. They don't want to call out the left for what it is. That is communism, that this this cultural Marxist movement of CRT, LBGTQ being taught in schools. My final question for you, as well as the coronavirus, it's all that it, it's 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 not just social justice stuff. I, I despise when people say I'm I'm socially liberal and fiscally conservative. Our last recall was a nightmare. Was it, it, it we lost because you can't be socially liberal like Schwarzenegger and fiscally conservative because it's the social justice stuff that's killing us economically in the long term. It's going to transform transform us into a communist society. They're going after our kids, not just with CRT, but also with recruiting transgenderism and wanting to go outside parents and and through the schools and put kids on puberty blockers and surgery. Would you be willing to um, ban uh, puberty blockers and surgeries for children as governor?
4: Well, yeah, I mean, the the science coming out about this, I think, has been very enlightening uh, that, you know, we're starting to get a lot of evidence about the uh, the long-term the damage that uh, that some of these interventions uh, do for kids, and so um, I think that, you know, it is absolutely uh, one of those issues uh, where you see an ideological uh, agenda, sort of is trumping uh, public health uh, and the well-being of, of kids, and, and most importantly, the, you know, the choice of parents. Uh, we uh, have, as a state, you know, sort of undercut the, the ability of parents to make choices for their kids Uh, in every way uh, conceivable when it comes to education, when it comes to um, all manner of other decisions. Um, So uh, I think that that is, is just another example.
1: Well, Kevin Kylie, I, I, I hope that you'll come back. I know that everybody in media is going to be clamoring at you constantly for, for interviews. We I feel like we just scratched the surface. I, I I feel like I represented my listeners who were really concerned about Republicans pushing back against CRT, OBGTQ, everything I just said. But there's so much more that I would like to talk to you about from the homelessness issues that we've got going here and uh, the e- corruption in, in the government. So hopefully uh, you'll come back on a regular basis throughout throughout the recall in your campaign.
4: Yes, I would love to. And I should say I will be in San Diego a week from Saturday. for uh, We're doing a, a rally. If uh, if you happen to be around, it's going to be at, uh, in El Cajon at the Ronald Reagan uh, Auditorium uh, for, at 10 o'clock, 10 a.m. Uh, on uh, July 17th. So a week from Saturday. 10 a.m. at the uh, Reagan Auditorium in El Cajon.
1: Awesome. If I can't be there, I know somebody who will because I'm actually supposed to be in an event in Orange, Orange County on the 17th, but if I'm not in there, I will be at your event, but somebody will be from the station. I guarantee you that. Oh, fantastic. All right. Kevin That'd Kylie, thank you so much. God bless you for throwing your hat in the ring, man. Happy to all hear all right, it. You
4: bet. Thank Take it. care.
1: All right. Stay tuned. we got a little bit more before the end of the show tonight. Don't go away.
0: Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Kay. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea K Kay, telling you like it is all while eating
2: a donut. The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego.
1: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. show. We don't have a whole lot of time to get into it tonight. We could possibly pick up this conversation in the next week, Skins. But we open the show talking about, uh, Af- you know, us handing off Afghanistan to the Taliban. You know, what did uh, we get out of it? Uh,
2: this is such a bad move.
1: Well, um, I think it was a bad move to go there in the first place.
2: because well, that's a whole separate discussion. But I think once we're there and what has again, what has been lost, it becomes a different decision.
1: Yeah, because you know we're still in Europe for a reason. A lot of people don't know the why. Why do we have bases in uh, Japan? Why do we have military bases across Europe? It's because after a war is won, we maintain a presence there, you know, to keep the peace and correct, to, right? So if we're going to go in and if we're going to shed blood and treasure, first of all, we need to go in with a clear de- definition of what the mission is and what what a victory means and what does it look like. What how do you, how do you define that? Right? Uh, the rules of engagement were s- set up to lead our. land. Our, our military to slaughter. That was a nightmare. That was um, a, a topic for another day as well. And real quick, Andrea, uh, yeah. and you never tell the enemy when you're going to leave. Exactly. So, um, it yeah, it's sad after 20 years that we're going to leave. You know, and leave and leave with a whimper with the Taliban completely taken over. Hey, we'll be back tomorrow night. Skins, you have a great uh, few days off. Thanks to Kevin Kylie, Congressman Biggs. Peace out. Love you all.